Welcome to Cup of Depresso, the podcast where we talk about coffee. With me today, I've got a new guest. So, I'm Gerald. So, I'm currently done with school already. I work uh, part time as a service slash barista and currently waiting for this one. So, the topic of today's conversation is life after school. And by that, we don't mean like finish school and you go play land or you play basketball with your friends or whatever. It means like after you're done with studying, right, whatever tertiary education or secondary, um, what do you want to do with your life? So like, tell us more about that. what your education was like. Okay, so for me, I went to uh, poly life, mm-hmm. not JC. I went to poly, you know, I did computer engineering mm-hmm. as my diploma. I did it for about uh, four years, mm-hmm. including the one year remote, mm-hmm. and then I dropped out. Okay. So that was my school life, tertiary. And turning into poly, like, why did you pick computer engineering? Right? Yeah, it was. Because for me, I went to poly, right? So right. right after, after secondary school, I got my results. Mm. I was like, hmm, I don't want a 9 to 5 job. Right. Then I, I like drawing. Uh, I didn't do any photography or film back then. That's like drawing. I did some animation. And I was thinking, like, uh, animating is too tedious. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. like when you film, it's twenty five frames per second, right? So it's twenty five pictures per second. Right. right. When you meet, you're gonna draw like twenty five pictures per second. It's too much. Yeah. And then like I had a senior that I knew in, in Poly, and I got a few. I got I got a friend Kendrick who was entering the same course. So like okay, I'm going to film, but I didn't like have any knowledge or proper reason to enter the course. Huh? Mm-hmm. For you, like entering into computer engineering, like what's the, the reason? Okay, so for me. I entered, uh, okay, so just a bit of backstory. You know, I actually, this was my second try mm. on my O levels actually. Mm. So uh, it took quite a long time to get there. So it was on my second try and I got this score. And I was like, okay, you know, I was looking through the list, like what kind of interests me? Mm. I use the word kind of, very <laughs> emphasis on kind of. <laughs> Explicitly, like yeah, kind of, kind of. <laughs> yeah, because you know, it's like you're young, then you just, you're not really sure what you're going to do, you know? You know, so at that time, you know, because I was like playing a lot of games and stuff, so I was like, you know, I want to like do something either like tech or gaming related. Mm-hmm. So I was looking into like SP, you know, because I know they have quite solid engineering courses uh, from what I heard. So as I looked into this, I saw, you know, there was, if I'm not wrong, game design or something like that. Mm-hmm. But then I was like too far off from the points to get in. Mm-hmm. So after that, next in line was like computer engineering. So I was like, okay. You know, maybe this could be you know, something like that. Yeah. You know, because like you know, game design, like coding and all that. Yeah. It's so hard to do. You know, so it's more broad. So yeah, I think computer engineering kind of just for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So like entering into year one, for me, I had a big culture shock mm. because like when I entered into poly, it was with actually there was quite a number of students from IT, and they were from the a similar course, so they were in like, visual effects. When they were in the production line already, right? So either they were working already, or I worked before, or were, in, were studying at IT. And then me being from secondary school, like I did nothing to do with film, like I had nothing to do with film. Right. So I came in, I didn't know how to use the software, so I didn't know how to operate a camera at all. So it was like a huge culture shock for me. Mm. Then like, how to say, was it was it the same for in computer engineering, or was it like more similar to secondary school stuff? Okay, so that's I guess a little bit. Uh, hard to say mm-hmm. because like in year one you have like very similar topics you, mm-hmm. you have like uh, you have like if I'm not wrong like 
we had to do a bit of electrical engineering. Okay. So you had things like resistances, ohm, all this, you know, from secondary mm. school, uh, physics. physics. Yeah, exactly. So that all was pretty related. You know, you have some maths also a bit related. You know, because I didn't take any maths, so I had to do like engineering, basic engineering, the maths. So that one will cover my maths up. Mm. Mm. So that was year one, but year two onwards, it got more heavy. So that's, for me, I would say that's when the culture shock happened more. Because you are, you know, you see what happens, you know, you see like more of what goes on behind the scenes. Okay. Like behind how you have like an access point on this, and like what it takes to get it to work. All the technicalities, right? Yes, exactly. You know. And it, I think it comes with like all other courses also. You, yeah. know, you see the behind the scenes of what it takes get this done. So yeah, for me that's when the culture shock happened. It's like you see like you know, how much you have to code, you know, and how like even like a single little bit of just like this uh, full stop maybe it's like exclamation mark and then suddenly like oh it fucks everything up. Like, you cannot work it all. Right? Yeah, and then you just like oh error. And you see the line, it's just a thing. You change that thing, it works. And you're like <laughs> what the hell man? Yeah, yeah. Small things like that. Hmm. So, you mentioned that you remodeled, right? Yeah. That so like so means you went through year one, year two, year three. Mm-hmm. The results for year three, you didn't do well for one module. That you had yeah. to extend by how long? Uh, at first it was supposed to be a half year mm-hmm. extension, but I still continued to fail that subject, so I had to do another half year mm-hmm. by right. So, but when it came to that point. You know, I couldn't remod anymore. Mm-hmm. My course didn't allow me to remod already because it was really like the max limit. Yeah, so it was like, in a way, also I was very done with the course at the time. Yeah, yeah, because like you know, at that point it was just like my mind was really so spent. Mm-hmm. It was like doing all this stuff that I don't even have an interest in mm-hmm. at that point already. Yeah, you know, so it's just like very tedious for me mentally because mm-hmm. I just didn't want to do it anymore. So mm-hmm. it's just like. That I could probably have maybe tried to go and ask for another final remote. But at that point I was like, you know, we're done really. Yeah, I mean like like at some point you just realize that you know what this isn't for me. Like whether you like even if you went ahead and put in that effort to try, right? Yeah. And you got a remote, right? Like eventually you think about it like all this time I spent trying to get this, like could it be spent somewhere else, right? You could start to wonder like, could my interest lie elsewhere? Yeah, that kind of thing. Like for me, like secondary school, like I, I took a lot of subjects and nine subs, right? Mm. And nothing was film related. <laughs> yeah, even even art theory, art, art that I took, higher mm. art, like all the theory stuff is like really not my thing. Right. So like before entering poly, I was like, yeah, you know, maybe maybe my my interest lies elsewhere. Mm. So that's why you start to like look out more, right? Yeah. I'm guessing like this this happened to you. When you're facing every module, you're like, you know what, like there's more more things out there for me. Yeah, yeah. And you start to look out. So at that point, like, what did you do or like what did you find? Right. So for me, what happened was that because you know like once you remote, mm-hmm. then uh you because you have to clear that one first, maybe for someone, mm-hmm. you, know, you have to clear it before you can move on to the higher subjects, in a way. Okay. Yeah. So I think for me, I think I cleared most of it already. Mm-hmm. Just have I think two modules left, mm-hmm. including the one that I failed. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I was like, you know what, I have so much time, I just want to think about that job. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Is so, it the same part-time job as right now? Uh, a little bit different. Okay. Anyway, in terms of like where I'm working, 
But the same line. Uh. Same line, yeah. So I went to go take a part-time job. You know, at first it was like, you know, nothing much because like you know, I was still doing service outside, mm-hmm. you know, which is really what I was doing last time. Really, when I had like you know, holidays in my secondary school. Yeah, yeah. So, but then I was exposed to uh, coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, coffee, man, <laughs> hell yeah. So, because I was exposed to coffee, yeah. then I you know, had some sort of interest at first. Mm-hmm. Then after that, uh, a fellow friend of mine actually wanted to take this course with me. Mm-hmm. It was uh, yes, to get some sort of certification mm-hmm. at the beginner level. Uh. Mm-hmm. So I uh, like, you know what, okay, let's give it a try. Forked out the money, I'm gonna go give it a try. I was like, and then as you know, as you go through the course, you know, you realize that you know, just that cup of coffee, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much that goes into it. And like this is like that even like a sort of basic level, before you dive even deeper, you know, so much to learn about it. You know, so like, even at that level, it's really like so much. Like for example, like, you know, there's like flat white, latte, cappuccino, mm-hmm. and what the differences and all that, and how you, you know, extract coffee, how you taste coffee. You know, it's quite interesting. So I was like, you know what, you know, this is pretty cool. At that point, you know, of course, I was still influenced by like how people tell. And by that, I mean, like, you, know, you must have like this kind of level of grades, or like this kind of job is no good, mm. you know that kind of thing. So at that point I was still very scared to like think of yeah. even yeah. diving deep into this, you know. But that changed when I had to transition to a different workplace. Okay. Yeah. So I quit my old job, mm. started at a new place, still coffee related. Mm. But this one much deeper. Mm. And it was there that I found out that, you know, if you just do it hard enough, right? Or like you work hard enough, mm. you can actually make it. Anything, right? Whatever the interest. Yeah, anything. It doesn't have to be just coffee or what. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be anything at that point. And for me, that was a very valuable life lesson. You know? And I mean, like anything, like basically anything, right? Even coffee, right? People think like, oh, it's a simple thing. You pour water, hot yeah. water, and you get coffee. Mm-hmm. But like myself, after I've done a bit of research, like there's a lot of science behind coffee. Right, the temperature, the surface area of the ground, and all that stuff, yeah. right? And without people who actually look into this kind of things, when you go to your Starbucks, all you get is Kobe Pain, Kobe O, all that stuff, a piece of time. Yeah. Like without people who actually like, like divert their path in life to focus into something and go in depth, they wouldn't have discovered all this. Yeah. And like, like I'm pretty sure you're glad that like, life that you this way. Definitely. Right? Yeah. To discover coffee. When you mentioned a friend that helped you, right? you want to give a definite shout out? Mm, I love to. Yeah, you know it. what's up? You did good. Follow, for, share the video. Yeah, man. Thanks for helping <laughs> introduce me, you know. It's very life changing. <laughs> like, without that friend, without her, right? You probably wouldn't have had the courage to step forward, right? Yeah. yeah. So, in a sense, like, it's more of like self esteem and self confidence after going through like the education system. Yeah. That's always told you like, you gotta do this this way. Mm. You gotta reach this. Like it's like a it's like a game. Yeah. Then you got the different milestones that you gotta hit. Then once you have accomplished like the the Singaporean life, which is like secondary school, JC, uni, then like okay you got your you got your degree in prevention or whatever you are now you can become a doctor. Or you wanna become a artist, go ahead, go ahead. You work as a doctor, make the money, then you can become an artist. Yeah. But like it doesn't work that way for everyone. That's right? very true. Yeah. Like, like you might as well divert earlier 
and like and use that time to excel at what you like mm. or what interests you, right? Yeah, I agree. Because like you know, I feel that uh, life isn't exactly you know like a gamer, you know. Mm. It's much more complicated than that. Mm. You know, so sometimes for I'm pretty sure this actually happens to quite a lot of people, mm. although they just don't see it, mm. you know, where they have a very different path. Like I know someone in my company who he also was a poly dropout, mm-hmm. you know, but now he's doing like really really well in the company. Like he's at a way higher position, you know, and he just and he was one of the few people that told me also, you know, like with hard work and all that, you know, and you just put in the effort and make sure you know, it's quality work, you can go far. It's all about the effort, you know what I mean. So I was very inspired by that, and like seeing him grow personally. Like when, at that point when I came in and he grew quite a lot, mm-hmm. you know, it just inspired me a lot more. So I think also you just need the correct people to inspire you, you know, and to help you on your path. And that also helps you build confidence, right? You like yeah. look at them and like maybe I can like take the same steps they take mm-hmm. and come closer to like where you are standing now, because that's where you want to be, right? Yeah, right. You know, looking at that you know, that colleague of mine. I felt very, yeah, like you said, inspired mm-hmm. and it gave me some confidence mm-hmm. you know, to even think <laughs> about trying to do it. You know. Because at that point at first, like I said, I, I really didn't think of it that way. But after seeing these people and how they work, right, I was very inspired. And I also talked to my parents here. And they were also like, I gave them a plan, like, like you know, maybe in the future I want to open up a shop, that kind of thing. And they were like, you know what, son, just go for it. You know. I'm, I'm, I think I'm quite lucky that my parents are more. Uh, accepting these kind of alternate ways, and even though like they yeah, are also a bit traditionalist, where like you know, I have tuition on it, you know. But I was also quite lucky that they gave me the go ahead and the opportunity to go ahead and just try. Mm-hmm. You know? So I feel very lucky for them, like honestly speaking. Perhaps like I feel like like you say like your parents are more open to it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think most people who who had to go through that that path. Of this at the, the education system, and those people who chose not to but didn't succeed in what they wanted to do, both will feel like okay, my kids gotta gotta follow that path first mm. to make sure they have like a safety net before they move out, right? Yeah. But at the same time, again, it doesn't fit everyone. So like, as much as you want your kid to be safe, yeah, you gotta like kind of gauge, you know, like okay, at what point do you think like this is not working well, right? Yeah. yeah. Let them try and figure out, or even help them, right? Like I'm yeah. pretty sure, like when you came up with the the aspiration to open up a shop in future, like your dad or your mom had some advice, like okay, if you wanna, as much as you love coffee, if you wanna open up a shop in future, you gotta think about the business side, yeah. learn about marketing and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. So like having more open conversations like that probably helps people grow better. Yeah. Than just like instructing them, like okay, step one, step two, step three. Yeah. Okay, so what you said about the whole beaten path thing, right? Yeah. You know, I believe mm-hmm. that you know they should go up to a certain extent, like you said. Mm-hmm. You know, but at that point, when someone expresses interest in something, I believe it's best to let them try. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know, if they had an interest, mm-hmm. could turn into a passion. Yeah. And once it's a passion, right, you definitely find a way to make money mm-hmm. out of it, you know, or like to grow out of it. So I believe that I still believe that there's education and all that. It's important because it will help train you in the way you think. Mm-hmm. Like I learned how to think in a more technical mindset in body because you know computer engineering. Oh yeah, teaches <laughs> you like you know step by step. 
like okay, you must trial, how you trial. Is it like, like, like when like, you have a problem with a computer, then you tell you, okay, step one, try and off and on again. Cannot then step two, you try and miss. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah so I, I still think that education, the education system is important. Mm-hmm. But you know, when your passion starts to come in, mm-hmm. then I think it's really a good time to go and try it. Mm-hmm. To explore and to see if it maybe works out for you, because interest might not lead to. At the end of the day, maybe after you go through it, then you're like, okay, shit, this is not what I want. But I still believe that you should go out and try anyway. It's a good time to fail and just try. Yeah. Yeah. Like you mentioned about interest becoming passion, right? Mm-hmm. So interest is something that you love, right? Yes. So following the the diagram or the model, the teaching of Ikigai. So passion has to be something that you love, but something you're good at, mm. right? So once you discover your interest, you really, it's really advisable, I like, would feel, for you to go out and try and experiment with your free time. Because if you don't start earlier, you won't have time to like cultivate it, get yeah. better at it. Yeah. So if you don't get good at it, then you can't call it a passion, or it can't become a passion. Mm. But you just get stuck as a hobby. Yeah. yeah. I think it's also important that you know you. Maybe at the start you're not that good at it, mm. you know, but I think it's also important that you don't let your failures hit you too hard. Mm. You, know, you take your failures as like, you know, okay, maybe you fail, and you're like, okay, I learned something from this encounter, and I'll use that to help me grow and maybe not replicate that mistake, or maybe how I can use it, that mistake to help me do something better. Mm. You know, and I do learn that sometimes, you know, especially like when barrister lines, where even like sometimes small mistakes or like small things that happen, can lead to like certain big repercussions and sometimes you don't even see those repercussions. Mm. You know, like I think for example there was one time where we I think we didn't do a drink. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we did this drink and maybe like let's say like the latte art didn't look very nice. Mm-hmm. Something like that. You know, and because uh, I know some companies they are very particular about how that looks. Mm-hmm. So they discovered it on their social media feed and they sent it to the head barist, the senior barrister at my store. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, like, what is this? Uh, you're not doing your job and all that. And he told me about it. So I was like, okay, you know, there are standards to uphold. Mm-hmm. Do your best to uphold them. Yeah, it's decent. The part about the passion and idea right, and trying to interest, right, kind of made me think about probably how coffee came about. Right. Right? Like, and about like being bad at something at first because like somebody probably saw the, the fruit of a coffee bean, right, cherry, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's the seed inside. Yeah. Which is a coffee bean, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and they ground it up and like, you know what? Let's pour water into this. <laughs> Let's like, like they probably you know filter it. Like, let me just add water, like my own some shit. Yeah. yeah. It tastes like shit. You know, they, they, they keep making bad coffee, they bad coffee, bad coffee, and then mm-hmm. they start discovering. Then there's like so many types of coffee. Yeah. Like, there's many ways to make it, and people people will probably try different ways. Yeah. And eventually, end up with something good. Yeah. yeah. So like, it's go out there and do whatever you want to do. Okay, still you. Yeah, I mean like, where, where would you say like, okay, like if you use this screen right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, back in school when you're not doing as well, your confidence was like here. Right, okay. And like there's zero confidence. Right. Like where's your confidence now? I would say it's more above like the half point. So like a half is here, so it's like around here. Yeah, so it's like closer to this side. And then it's like doubly as much. Yeah. Sometimes, being able to explore yourself gives you a lot of confidence. So in a way, like the takeaway I would think is that for people who feel like you have very low self-esteem or self-confidence in doing things, 
you would want to reflect on what's happening in your life that isn't working out, right? Whether it's friends, family, education, whether it's your passion that you are not good at, or like interest you're not good at, you reflect on these things and then when you figure that out and you try things differently, then that's what can get you past that blockage, that barrier, yeah. to start becoming more confident and develop as a person. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that was a really good conversation. Thank you so much for that. So, let me ask you one last question. Yeah, sure, man. What advice would you give to yesterday? What advice would I give to yesterday? I would say, keep at it. Because for me, yesterday I had, being the overthinker that I am, <laughs> you know, I was overthinking about a lot of stuff. It might not seem that way, mm. yes. yeah, for those of you who saw me yesterday. <laughs> yeah. It might not seem that way, but you know, for me, I was overthinking a lot of things like, on my mind. Mm. And I was, and I still had some confidence shakes here and there. Mm. There's a lot of up and down, up and down. So I, I would say that you know, just keep at it. You know, keep being confident about yourself and just doing what you're doing. And just don't be afraid to just dive in sometimes. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. Man. That's all my advice. <laughs> Alright, thank you so much for coming today. Thanks, man. Alright, let's grab a coffee and eat out. Yeah.